Hey, welcome to Josh's Daily Brew. I'm your host, Josh. This podcast is dedicated to my obsession with the art of living by design. You can expect thoughts on books I've read, the esoteric world of health and fitness, some cryptocurrency dabble, and everything in between. Stoked you here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, uh, welcome to another episode of Josh's Daily Brew. Today, uh, I'm going to dive into a bit of a carnival controversy that's happening at the moment. And um, I find it very fascinating because, you know, it's just showing how even within communities, there they can be conflicts and stuff. And um, it's, uh, it's, very, it's very fascinating because... Um, it just shows you the the human condition. You know, we always want to um, compare and analyze, and uh, you know, I just think there's so much. Um, I'm such an advocate for carnivory and um, the the benefits that it's given me, and I've just seen so many thousands and thousands of anecdotes. And people like Sean Baker and Paul Saladino have really exposed some beautiful uh, truths uh, to this. But at the same time. You know, there are people that I've seen that have used carnivory and carnival diets and Instagram. And, and I'm the first to admit that I've done this myself on Instagram. And I've sort of built my brand around uh, my, my, my journey with weight loss and things like that. And I've, and I've slowly through the years, I've evolved and I've shifted my perspective. And I've realized that, you know, although you hold these beliefs, you don't need to impose them on other people. And sometimes uh, any sort of stabbing at any sort of uh, hole in your belief, you feel to be a complete and utter attack on you as a person, which it is not. And um, like I said, if, I mean, I've said before, a few years ago in 2018, uh, I got attacked, you know, by some friends, some vegan friends uh, that didn't approve of my diet. And I've, I've felt victimized. I've felt personally attacked. Um, sorry if you can hear the rain outside. It's absolutely shit pouring down here in Joburg. Um, I felt attacked. I felt victimized. And um, I responded in a very childish manner. And um, But, um, you know, I'm glad I did because it exposed a truth to myself which I wasn't ready uh, to explore yet. So within the carnival community, uh, those two names that I mentioned, there's two big players at the moment. There's Sean Baker, there's Paul Saladino. And I respect both sides. But, you know, I think to a certain extent it is good to pick a side and um, pick where you, you feel that your, um, where your outlook sort of shifts towards and where you feel uh, best. So the controversy is around carbs in the carnivore diet. And, uh, you know, Paul Saladino wrote The Carnival Code, which, is a, which I've heard is a great book. Um, I haven't read it, but he has been a big advocate for nose-to-tail carnivore. Um, and uh, he's quite an eccentric character, quite an out-there guy that, um, to me personal opinion when you see that on instagram that that level of you know the way he promotes it i don't mind it but it it can it it got a bit too much for me and um this is even before this happened to be honest 
So why I'm saying this is because Paul Saladino has now turned around, he had turned around and all of a sudden said that uh, carbs are not the enemy at all um, and they didn't cause, carbs didn't cause insulin resistance, it was PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty uh, acids and uh, oils, sorry. And um, he said that uh, carbs, if you have existing insulin resistance, carbs makes, um, can make it worse. And I do disagree with this statement big time. And there's been, uh, there's been some uh, conspiracies with him being linked with honey, money, and things like that. And there's a whole, there's a whole host of things which I find very interesting. And it, it's, it's quite uh, fascinating to see this unravel. But I want to play you something from Sean Baker who explains it pretty well. And I hope the sound comes out around, but he explains the situation well with regards to carbs and uh, insulin, re in, insulin resistance. So just give us a listen and let's see, let's see what, uh, what comes about here. Carbs have no, no role in, in, the, in the relationship of obesity or insulin resistance. And you have to have the cetals. Now, certainly there is some strong evidence showing that ectopic fat, liver fat, pancreatic fat, uh, intramycellular fat, particularly in the form of ceramides, uh, is a part of the insulin resistance uh, pathophysiology. That's clear. Um, but let's talk about some things. So, and we'll start with animals, and we'll look at humans, and we'll look at some of the modern research. So, how do we make foie gras? Right? Foie gras, if you guys don't know, that's fatty liver that's, that's, that's given to. Uh, geese, and that is often considered a delicacy. The, the liver takes on a very buttery flavor if you've never had it. Some people find the practice abhorrent because they basically force, force feed uh, these geese what? Poofas? No. <laughs> That's not what they feed them. They shove a bunch, bunch of grain down their gullet, right? They just overfeed them grain, and they develop a fatty liver. And uh, so, I mean, again, that's one animal example. When they used to fatten pigs, and, and, and you know, if you go back and read the, read the literature on how to fatten a pig, you know, say from the 1920s or, or 50s, or, or even somewhat modern time, they changed things up a little bit. And now they're giving them some of the some of the off products from soybean oil processing and stuff. But that's more of a recent invention. But prior to that, fattening up a pig involved typically feeding them high concentrated amounts of grain, often skim milk, and things like molasses. Again. Not really good sources of polyunsaturated fatty acids, but you could fatten up an animal that way. If you go back, you know, even back to the Bible, for you guys that like to talk about the Bible, the fatted calf. You know, how did they fatten up those animals back then? Well, they fed them a lot of grain, which is carbohydrate based. They didn't have, they didn't have, they didn't have seed oils. They didn't really have significant sources of pufas to feed those animals back then. What about a bear? When a bear hibernates, does, do bears go and drink gallons of soybean oil? Is that how a bear gets fat on for the winter? You know, scarf down as many damn berries as they can possibly eat. Um, you know, we can look historically at humans. Now, Mike Eats did some great work uh, looking at the Egyptian population, and he saw something like something like a 50% rate of cardiovascular disease, which is a secondary endpoint, secondary to insulin resistance, high levels of atherosclerotic disease, lots of obesity in those uh, in those mummified remains uh, it was pretty clear along, along with other things dental problems and so on and so forth and they didn't have a you know seed oil certainly weren't invented back then they didn't really necessarily have a high PUFA diet they actually didn't eat very much meat in the diet it was largely a grain based carbohydrate based diet and yet these people had heart disease uh, 
evidence of diabetes was in, was seen in that population. Diabetes was described. So I'm not going to um, go too much into this, but you can clearly see how uh, Sean Baker, you know, cuts through the shit and he gets straight to it and he gives, you know, animal examples. I think we are animals and how, you know, my fascinating bears, how bears would use like berries. Those are carbs, you know. So, you know, why I'm passionate is because I'm not picking sides, but I think I think to a large extent we want to keep things simple and you don't want to you don't want to give people that are on the road to recovery a reason to um, all of a sudden damper their progress by introducing carbs you know i'm a i have been through my journey and i'm a avid crossfitter and i go you know i train six days a week and things like that and you know when i deem fit i will have a bit of honey and a bit of carbs and things like that but I train my ass off, you know, and some people don't do that. And you don't want to give them, you know, like I said, the road to recovery is a very, very individualized affair. So, you know, my message is like, keep things simple. And uh, personally, my diet, if I had to describe it to anybody right now, is mostly meat and coffee. Literally that. Mostly meat and coffee. Um, so... I'm not as restrictive as I, as I was before. Um, I do have a carb refeed in the weekends. Not so much a cheat day. You know, a cheat day used to look something like a whole box of cereal and just a whole bunch of shit. Now it's more of, it's actually a strategic refeed with rice, a uh, bit of honey, a bit of yogurt, things like that. Because I know that's going to give me some of, the, um, some of the carbs for the week for the CrossFit training and things like that. So, you know... I find this very fascinating and I'm and I'm and I would love to hear your thoughts on what you think about carbs in the carnivore diets and things like that. And uh and this sort of segmenting and this division within the carnival community, which I think is doing so much good, but it's bound to happen. You know, something that this big and this great, there's bound to be a level of uh conflict within the community. I would imagine the same as with vegans, you know? You're gonna get vegan you're going to get vegans out there that believe that raw vegan is the way and you mustn't cook your vegetables and then those people will be fighting. So it's no different, you know, and um, I'm passionate about bridging this divide between between this, uh, between this all parties and trying to open up a voice because at the end of the day, everyone just wants one thing. Everyone wants peace. Everyone wants happiness. And they believe that the way to that peace and happiness is through uh, influencing biology and, and getting a better diet and feeling better. You know, the world would be a much better place if everyone just had a little bit more energy and a little bit more brain power and a little bit more happiness. It just means you can process things a bit differently. When you are sick and tired because you're eating excess carbs and you're overweight, it's very hard to be a nice person. So, you know, give the, give. Give the people a break and um, see things from the other side. Uh, that would be my message for you on this lovely rainy Thursday here in Jersey. Um, but thank you so much for listening. If you did enjoy this, please uh, subscribe, give me a thumbs up. And I hope the sound came out all right. And um, I'll catch you in the next episode. Just for now. Thanks for listening. If you do have time, please would you go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this and subscribe. And if you'd like to keep up to date with my latest happenings and things like that, 
uh, visit my website joshneiman.com and go subscribe to my newsletter which goes out every Sunday. Thank you and I hope you have a lovely day. Thank you.